and we're back oh it's another episode of ladies in the club ladies in the club bathroom well it's just morgan and i for now if we get any of like the guys trying to stumble in and you know try to give ruin everything yeah we'll probably just like not i won't let them into the recording they can figure out how to do this on their own and put something out if they want to but for now it's um, just we'll leave, we'll leave them in the waiting room the waiting room of life that's where we're leaving men at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah for right now it's just morgan and i and it bonjour bonjour wemby bonjour i'm jeanette i need to learn french is there a particular reason why you are trying to learn French or need to learn French, Morgan? Parlez-vous français? <laughs> um, well, you see, I don't know if you know this, but I'm an, ex- an experienced media content correspondent something. We're not going to need to work on that bit. Creator? Um, content creator. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's me. I am a content creator. <laughs> that I, content, I creator, a content. content creator content is, is, is broad enough and, yeah. it, it, you know, it's it's new media. It, 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 it connotes new media. So old yeah. media might be but, like, let's climb onto this person. So, yeah, I, new I media, but we'll start. E-A-U-X, like sort of French-ish new media. It's, and that's also a nod to Louisiana because God have us. Um, anyway, we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, so French. Um, well, look, given that I've had a little bit of experience, I've dabbled in in the uh, World Cup corresponding, in, in sport on the international stage. Mm. And I thought that perhaps like – I've crawled. It's time to maybe walk or run or cycle or swim or or hurdle or dive and maybe we'll go to the Olympics. Ooh. How about that? The Yeah, it's like, what, seven months away, eight months away? It's this summer. Um, there's, I know it's, we're going to start getting like, more um uh promos for especially like i like i already see it when i watch uh, sunday night football so nbc does a very good job of bringing that into their coverage they have that one oh, really? commerc- wow. they have that they have a commercial with paris hilton where she's just like that's so hot so like that they you know, hey, she got paid just because her name is Paris. The Olympics are yeah, in Paris, forever, so good forever, for her. Forever. Yeah. I love Paris. Well, one night in Paris, that was a real big hit, wasn't it? I mean, it's... That Paris just... did walk so Kim Kardashian could crawl. Yeah, crawl out of the, the closets that she was organizing and... Mm-hmm. And onto her knees. Yeah, and do all the other stuff that she's that she's done. So, <sighs> good on them. Anyway, so Paris. <laughs> oh, 
Paris 2024. Um, Yes. um, I I wouldn't say it's set in stone. I wouldn't be, you know, marking calendars just yet. But let's just, you know, we're putting it into the universe. We'll see what happens. We're on a wait list to see if, uh, you know, our passports will be stamped. If we're going... If we're going to Charles de Gaulle Airport, if we're going to, what if we find love in Paris, Jeanette? Ooh. I mean, a lot of people have found love in Paris. Carrie Bradshaw comes to mind. Yeah, well, no, not with no, Alexander. No, no. It was never going to be Alexander. But, geez, can we just, well, brief, like, brief, like, diversion. Some of the outfits in that season when she was in Paris, oh, oh. And when she went to the restaurant to read her book and no one turned up, oh, sad, 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 so many sads. Yeah, um, I think one of, like, the good things of, and just like that, remember she fell asleep in that voluminous dress? And when she was, like, waiting for Petrovsky, and she just takes over the whole, it's a king-size bed. Uh, And she just, that dress just takes over everything the skirt is the tool and then in just like that she just wears it to just put her around the apartment and you know mm-hmm. and, and so it's like she brought it back and it was it's like that that dress needed like an actual moment not just her in bed but it was oh, it's so pretty just so pretty it's just so pretty the way like the, even just i can see it now like the way she was like enveloped by the tool and just like consumed by it and it was mm-hmm. just like the same way that she'd been consumed by Petrovsky and was consumed by Paris and and just like overwhelmed by the whole thing and it's, the one thing I wish they would have given us in that final season of Sex in the City how much luggage did she like fucking take to Paris because that dress that itself was a suitcase bag that is a suitcase bag that is no that that's a trunk she had to have like the steamer trunk or something just for that dress alone yes that one shoe dress or or it had to be her carry-on because you know she was not trusting the airlines like tsa somebody somewhere was going to try to like steal it from her so that had or like I don't know, like, I just, if there would have been, like, a shot of her either going to the airport or getting off in Paris, and she had all of her luggage, it must have just been a crazy scene. She probably, like, had to... She also took, like, her, she took her oven with her, because that's where she used to store her sweaters. Yeah, like... She's just really been big on storing things correctly. <sighs> Salute, witty. <laughs> and and a different use for the the oven the non-conventional conventional uses for your oven well that 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 also stings me because i sent witty in an alarm clock <laughs> that motherfucker <laughs> I, I still remember and he t- I, I sent it from amazon like uh, three weeks later it took him to open the thing because he didn't know what it was he knew it was from me he thought it was for somebody else so he didn't pick up the parcel for ages from his mail room because he didn't think it was important. And then when he eventually opened it, like, his response was just great. It was the best. Yeah. Like, this tiny little lockable alarm clock. So he won't use an alarm clock, but he will wear 
two two watches on the same hand. That and and, and you know what, like that serial killer stuff got like a bit old, but that is serial serial killer behavior. So one one of the watches has to be set to like London time, right? Because he just oh, wants God. to be so in tune with yeah the British of version he, of himself. He needs chaps. You know, you need to be catching up on all the banter. You can't can't be behind, you know, because he's already behind in time. You've got to stay on top of things. I still remember the first time I talked to Chris Whittingham, I tried to pretend I was English. Because <laughs> like, I, I thought he didn't know who I was. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't know me. I can just pretend I'm English. He's like, hi, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I I do still personally take responsibility for transforming Sam Kerr's career from that point onwards because she'd been she'd been playing shit before that when she first went to Chelsea, and then she's like finished in the top three in the Ballon d'Or ever since. Oh my gosh, Sam. how many weddings do you think her and uh, Christy are gonna have, Christy Mewis? Oh, I I'm so happy for them when they oh I'm so minimum happy for them. minimum two right they're gonna have something yeah. in Australia and something here in the states. So Surely, I, oh, it's it's so wonderful. Like that, I thought like if, in Australia we have this thing called tall poppy syndrome, and we like to cut down people who get tall, too like too big too important like. Our sports stars and our heroes and the people we love, we kind of just like to humble them. So mm. you guys like to build yours up and like build them up and just keep building them up. We don't. We like to cut them down. Like you're still one of us. You're still shit. Like we so that's tall poppy syndrome. We don't do that to Sam. No, nobody cuts down Sam. We don't talk shit about Sam. Like Sam is at the moment because she, she's never done anything wrong. She's never been involved in anything bad, never said anything bad. The woman just smiles, is seems pretty happy, dominates at her sport, is a killer. And she's also like probably going to be a dual sport athlete because when she finishes playing soccer, she'll come back and play Australian rules football, mm. which will make like us as Australian rules fans like immensely happy. But like – She's above tall poppy syndrome at the moment for now. Like, we'll get her eventually. Should something will happen, we'll cut her down. So, I'd like to see her getting married and see her be so happy. It's so lovely. And, like, when the US lost and Christy stuck around and was at Sam's games all the time after, it's like it was so nice to see. So nice. Yes, they are. They are a very it's funny to see the media not realize and be like, "Oh, isn't this nice? How are you having U.S. players? Are you dumbasses?" It's also like we are. We do need to fill the void of a power lesbian soccer couple. Ever since Ali Krieger um, was cheated on by uh, what's her face, uh, you know Ashlyn the mullet. That, that's like Ashlyn the mullet, and then she took her to the game. <gasps> <gasps> Sophia's Bush. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, and then um, because they, uh, I saw a tweet where somebody was just like, like, um, it was directed at Ashlyn. 
where it was like she unfollowed Ali from all social media, but she, like, I don't know how people do this, but they were like, oh, but all of the posts that the U.S. Women's National Team had celebrating Ashley, uh, um, Ali's retirement and her like, you know, her winning the NWSL Cup and all her, you know, going around and doing all that stuff. Apparently, Ashlyn was liking all of those posts. So people were like, no, 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 no. You can't be like, um, you know, you can't have done all of the shit that you did. And now you're liking the post because you want to gain back fans or you want to seem supportive or whatever. It's like, no, like, like, she announced the separation or or the the divorce became public the day that Ali Krieger announced her retirement. So it was like, what the fuck? And just like, yeah, like I said, we're in need of a new lesbian power soccer couple. And I don't want to put all that pressure on Sam Kerr and Christy. But, but, um, but there, are, there are people who do love a bit of pressure. It's Sam Kerr and Christy Mewis. Yeah. Like, Christy Mewis played how many minutes in the World Cup, Jeanette? How many minutes did she play? Like, less than one. The woman stepped up and buried that penalty. She loves pressure. Yes. Um, and, I like, she is quick with the curse words so she has no time for bullshit which i also get the feeling is like as much as like sam can give the impression of being like very go with the flow it's like those are two very intense people so she's she's still a very you know competitive um like driven australian woman yeah she so she's not she's not here to fuck around she only fuck spiders like she, she, she's going all the way. And her and Christy are going to make it. They're going to have the best, best lesbian weddings across from sea to shining sea and then over down under. And it's going to be amazing. I love it. And we love a power couple. We love a international power couple. Love myself a long distance. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we don't even talk about that. well i was like thinking i'm like will there be you know because they both play there's most of their professional soccer is in europe so is there going to be either like a london wedding or or something in france here in the united states australia or maybe like a completely different destination if they want to go i'm like oh we're gonna go to like hawaii or the caribbean or I yes. saw Christina's sister were in Paris last week and they said that Paris hated them, so maybe not in Paris. Mm-hmm. But I'll go to Paris for you girls. <laughs> yeah, and then like they have to like maybe ooh, what if during the But they're Olympics, gonna be in Paris for the Olympics. What if they get married at the opening ceremonies? Like they approach the IOC and they're like, hey, can we even though we're not French, can we borrow the Olympic flame? And it's like a heart. And that's where they get married. Because what's more love than, what says love more than France? And fire. Than fireball. 
And <sighs> Pitbull comes out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> but, like, and then I could be there. I could be a wedding correspondent. Bring your rice. Bring your rice. I would love. You, you can go in. I would love to be a wedding, a sports wedding correspondent. <laughs> Just be like, I'm here to catch the Olympic bouquet. Oh my god, Jeanette! If there is anything I am good at, it is catching a bouquet. I have, I am undefeated to this day. I have taken bitches out multiple times. I do not fuck around. I catch that bouquet. You know what it means? Absolutely nothing because I've still got no rings in my personal record book. But oh, it doesn't man. matter. I, no, not a single ring. All of the bouquets. Best believe I'll be catching that shit. Oh, that would be so I would awesome. be Mary Erpsing across the screen. Yes. Like Mackenzie Arnold just taking catches here and there. So oh, good. So good. Uh, the rise uh, of the goalkeeper in soccer is just really, I'm living for it. The rise of the goalkeeper. Nobody liked goalkeepers. And now, because we accept women's sport and you can buy women's merchandise, but not goalkeepers. So now they've turned. Now everyone wants a goalkeeper jersey. That's still like one of the weird like things from when what, the Women's World Cup, how either through just like the sheer just how the not just the Australians but the people that were there in Australia and New Zealand and all of the um the the fans from all over the world that showed up to the to the two countries how they like bought out everything and then there was no there was no backstock like the quantities of what was made the 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 companies grossly um underestimated the demand and how it was like we can't find any Australia shit in Australia. <laughs> like what the fuck? Right. Like I, as I can react to this. I am an Australian. I am in Australia. I went to nine Rebel Sports stores. So that's pretty much like a Dick's. I guess this Dick's like your biggest sports place where you would find sports and yeah, yeah. Outside of like a, a Nike store and a, like the yeah. The, so like like we had standalone Nike stores. And I went to a standalone Nike store in Adelaide. I had to go to four different ones to find a Matilda's jersey to get one in my size. Um, and because, like, there's, like, the replica one and then there's the one that's, like, $200 for no reason. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, the the kind of away one, which was a nice colour, but it kind of it wasn't, you know, wasn't green and gold. Um, so I eventually found one of those. It took me four... Um, four Rebel Sports stores in Adelaide to get that. But to get a scarf, a Matilda's scarf, when I was in Sydney, I had to send Doug around. Doug couldn't find one for me. I couldn't find one in Melbourne. Like Sydney, Melbourne, two biggest cities in Australia, home of 80% of our population. We cannot find an, an Australian scarf because everyone had one. And like, what, what do you mean? Like, what, what are we doing here? In, even before the World Cup started, the Matildas had sold more jerseys than the Socceroos sold throughout the whole previous four years. Like, you could, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fucking a side. But I can fucking get on board, dummies. Like, 
and they really did swallow up merchandise, these people. Every game, the merchandise stands were just absolutely packed and, like, line after line because they were, like, they were making different scarves for different parts of the tournament. So, like, there was a scarf for the final, a scarf for this, a scarf for that. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't get an Australian scarf to save yourself. People were buying Brazilian ones and hoping no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like I, I think I, I have a like, and I wore that and hope no one noticed. You're like, oh, this. It's like your Oakland A scarf for your Green Bay Packers. <laughs> like, and I think oh, no. At one stage, I lost my Matilda scarf. Then I had to buy a second one. Because I was like, well, I need one. I can't be the only person in this country not wearing it. Can't be unpatriotic and supportive. No. Anyway, so I've got my, I'm ready. I'm dressed for this Sam Kerr, Kristen U.S. wedding. Are you ready for my reveal? Yeah. Two scarves. Ooh, yeah. So this is my scarf from when I went to the USA. Um fan event thing so i'll wear that for christy and of course my world cups matilda scarf oh yeah when you met coach beard you got to hang out with 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 the um prominent soccer american soccer elites that's right i was one of the, the people that flew on the private jet for from Los Angeles. I, I was in the photo. Totally. That's so that's so dope. That's like right there. That's like I don't know how like I know it's online applications, but if somehow you like if it was still back in the day where you did a paper application, that would be like instead of a cover letter, that would just be the thing that you would print and you'd be like, and what? And what bitches? What Full do you stop? What you think of me now, France? <laughs> Look at me now. Look at me now. So, yeah. So I got drunk during the week and had this idea to um, to contact the Olympic Committee and try and get media access. But I got drunk, but I didn't get dumb. So oh. I didn't do it myself. I got drunk and I messaged Beep Count. I was like, hey, Beep, get me media access. Because <laughs> I knew I was drunk and shouldn't be contacting the IOC or the Australian Olympic Committee, so I got drunk and made Beep do it. Ah, see, work smarter, not harder. Um, and so Beep did because Beep is Beep. Um, so we're on the wait list. But I um a couple of weeks ago I was featured on the Olympic website. So that's right. That's what Beep. I was going to tell you. Like you, you were you're quoted. Include in the story. That that I that I like recently featured on Olympics.com. <laughs> having like, the best I, year I'm ever. Like, I'm having the best and worst year of my life right now. Like I'm really making things happen, but making everything fail. Same time. Great. <laughs> but I do have a USA and Australia scarf, so go me. Yeah. Um and just like in case like the uh, the French uh, um, IOC is listening. It's a good thing Aaron isn't here. Um, we may have to go back and scrub some of our LTC um, 
pods uh, that he is that he's featured on. I have also never taken a pro France stand before, um, but they, neither do France. The French don't usually take a pro France stand either because they usually lay down or wave the flag, white ones. It, in, random, it, in hindsight, you know, Rudy Gobert really was a victim of dream ones. So, <laughs> team Rudy for life. <coughs> Until Draymond comes it. back. Look, I'm on Team Rudy if it's if it's against Jorge Sedano. <laughs> dumb as fuck. He's like, no, they suspended the wrong one. Draymond didn't give anybody COVID. Jorge's like, Jorge's like, Draymond's like, Draymond, I'll defend you. But anything's going against Rudy. Jorge, you're an idiot. You might, you might know where the bodies are buried, but you tried to bury Rudy, and it failed. He, uh, uh, he was just like, uh, how hard could it be? It feels pretty hard. <laughs> that, <laughs> like, if in the in the uh, Sports Takes Hall of Fame, that deserves its own, like, you know, like, the Jorge Sedano memorial what memorial. the fu- what the memorial fuck is this take take yes so it's like the sedanos like like they they name it after you so it's the sedanos for the wildest take um yeah of the year just, but, but that's not, like that's not, lifetime not achievement like bad, award not, bad, not good but just like what like just the head shaking no <laughs> We're going to penalize you for being ill. <laughs> well, that that's well. Remember, um, like Samson had a similar thing where he was like, "If I was still running the Marlins, if any of my players contracted COVID, that he would try to like he would put them not just on like the COVID list, but that he would try to find a way to not pay them because they broke COVID protocol." Arbitration. Yes, he would just be like, yeah, "What?" And you know what? He, he wanted that to be an unpaid suspension. Said, Motherfucker, have some no more taste buds. That's what the universe said to Samson. Sucked in. Yeah, and then like I think he had he had that take, maybe like a month or something. Then he gets it, and then he softens his stance on it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the guy has not tasted a thing since. And you know what that is? That tastes sweet to me, idiot. Oh, He's such a dummy. No, don't, but hey, it's nothing personal, David. It, it's just COVID. <laughs> COVID, it's nothing personal. Oh, oh. But um, okay, so David, David and Juju last week—that was awesome. On which which segment or or he? Know, the segment before David got kicked off. So David, I think David was supposed to be on that whole first hour um because she wasn't in that day is that when they mismanaged it with um dion or something like that no 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 so that was this that was last week this week uh, juju got like visibly upset they went to break um and then david didn't come back on and amin was in there Mm. so that was really, really tense and 
and you could tell the juju was up. Was that after like the the Adnan the movie segment or something like that? I don't know. I, I like I was in the, I was watching it live, so I should know, mm. but I wasn't. Yeah. Because I I do a lot of live chatting and not a lot of um actually listening because I just. Oh, okay. Um, no, because I've one of the things that I've that I've noticed and like because like you know like how samson on nothing personal will do his like sit downs and he will and like he, when he just talks to people that he finds interesting and just does like to show a, a, a different side of this person or to just like hey this is my friend like so and so so if he and juju haven't done one of those they really should because there's like a really good there like there is like a, a an energy shift with David when he gets to be around Juju, and we saw that earlier this year when David came on board, and um, you know when when Dan was having such a difficult time, and different people were coming in uh, as Dan was dealing with stuff with with Lebo and whatnot, and how everybody was quick to dump on on David for you know the reasons that they have, and Juju was just like. I don't have that baggage or history with him and he's always been cool with me so I am not gonna play up the 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 shit that Dan does to like stir like this is why you guys should this is why our audience hates you because you're this greedy businessman you don't have any emotions and you you know like like all the all this shit right that everybody plays up to walked into that arena who don't have that that learned behavior mm-hmm. of past experience with Samson have adopted such takes. What I know, I know I find it very easy to pile on Jessica sometimes, but she has she has no past experience with David, but she hates him more than anybody and has no reason to. Whereas like Juju, like I, I'm always gonna be team Juju. Like we, like we as a group of people are, because he was the first of us. Like he is us, he's us, and he's them, and he's special, and we love him very much. And, and he, he has, he has, David has a connection with Juju, and it's quite—you can see a gentleness in David when he speaks to Juju or when he speaks about Juju, mm-hmm. and it's nice. Yeah, it, I- it allows you to see different latitude as well yes and that is something that you know one of the things that is very authentic about juju and i don't know if if this comes from like when he was like struggling and what it took for him to climb you know to 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 no longer be be homeless and to start to get on on the, the path that he's on now if it's just like giving people the benefit of the doubt and treating people with kindness because you never like he he says this all the time and it is so true he's like you never know what someone is going through so the day that you are reaching out with kindness you're sticking up for somebody you're checking in on somebody that could be the ray of light that someone needed in their day to feel valued, to feel loved, and to feel supported. And as, you know, as easy as it is for all of us to just 
go and like talk talk shit or to see like oh there's a there's a there's some we're they're piling on against this person on twitter let me join and like do some shit or like whatever and you have no reason to even be involved in that it's like just maybe take the juju approach and like uplift your people or uplift the people that that need it because let's be real man we all need it you could be the most you know outwardly you could just be presenting you have all your shit together right you're 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 financially well off you're in a loving relationship you get along with your kids but you know a lot of people carry a lot of facades so in those moments where we can choose you know not to sound like one of those like you know instagram cliche accounts but when you can choose kindness choose kindness man because we like you've had those days where you sit back and you're just like you're just taking a pounding or you're just not having the, a good day a good week or whatever and you're just like you said like you said like the friend song yeah your day month or even your year like honestly and, and we've been there like every every one of us like we know that we are not alone in our struggles so just remember that like yeah that's I, one of the the worst and at times the darkness has seen so so much to overcome and then something will happen just like a little breakthrough mm-hmm. I, I i feel very isolated down now sometimes and a lot lately and then jeff sent me a photo of his nephew and i felt like like he was just cute but it was the, just the thought to say hello to me and to know to reach out to me with a child because I have a problem when it comes to children <laughs> and like and, and it took no amount of minutes for that but the thought and what it meant to me to, like for one second to go I'm not alone somebody cares like and it was nothing like it wasn't there's nothing so just be kind to people remember who your people are and stand up for your people don't fight everyone else's fights be a juju don't be a jessica oh my god why am i crying you fucking unstable bitch what i i that's like one of the things too that like with with the show where you have those moments of um it it hits you it 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 gets you at different times because you know like around this time last year is when Anid and Roy had that sit down conversation with Dan and they told us about Arya and I remember it's like the day before Moss and I'm listening to that in my it was the day before I was meant to have lunch with Roy and I am bawling my eyes out and everybody we were all messaging and we were just like dude this south this south beach session and we were all like we were just like how are we going to show up to moss and just party with roy or say something and not have this like and we're like he's gonna have thousands of people just like telling him the same thing and i remember when i went 
up to him and Anid and I gave him a hug and I was just like I am so sorry for what you you have it you had to experience I'm like and that like I was like I felt it in my throat and I'm like I'm not even gonna get to finish this sentence because I had it all here and he at that point I'm like pretty certain he'd heard it so many times and he was just embracing of our love and support for him and his family and it was just like you didn't so you even could verify here. Roy Bellamy a top five hugger yes a great hugger a man you may never have known was a great hugger a magnificent hugger yes so it was like I was thinking about that the other day like just like those those moments of when you know because they 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 give us so many like you know jokes and inside jokes and shit that you carry into your life where like you know you you adopt it into the things that you do or the things that you say but then when it's moments of like this often this the glimpse into their personal life and you know from aria to lebo's passing to you know when billy talked about you know the the stuff that when something happens in cuba how it affects him and his family and how he doesn't know what his life would have been like if his they had his family had never left and come to united states so those are all things that you know like when people are complaining of like this is too serious this is not like why i i listen it's just like yeah it's like it's like dude like their whole lives are not like shits and giggles it's like shit happens and like be very fortunate that you that you don't have that going on in your life this is not a sports show it's a show about people and all aspects of those people's lives and all parts of them matter all parts of that person matter what they do on a football field is not who they are. What these people do in a recording studio, it's not who they are. They are people and they matter and their lives matter and their experiences matter. And the fact that they let us hear those experiences is very important. And I remember that day like it was yesterday, even though it was a year ago. It was the Thursday and it was Thursday morning. Nathan sent me a message. And he said, you need to listen to South Beach Sessions. And I was like, whatever. He said, no, you need to listen to it now because I was having lunch with Roy on Friday. And I would have gone into that lunch not knowing about Aria at all. So, obviously, I remember. I remember that they announced they were having a baby. I remember that they never announced they had at freedom at freedom and i was Sorry. doing like i was there was a point where and i we, was we, we counted we counted months we yes we, we waited and waited and we said nothing because... and we were just like okay so maybe they're keeping the birth quiet and they're like there's too much going on and they just want to keep it like quiet and eventually they'll like you know there'll be a, a photo or something and it was nothing there's nothing and I think that it, as a collective we silently shut the fuck up for once didn't ask a question and kind of 
just took a minute to say something privately and quietly and hope that they were doing okay. So when I listened to that, I sat outside the, the apartment building in like a courtyard area, like a table and chairs, and I was listening to Miranda Need, like just show strength that I do not possess, that like the courage of a need to speak so so beautifully the way that she did. And whether it took one time to record that or 15 times, it doesn't matter. That woman lost her baby mm-hmm. and she was immense, immense. And the positivity and the love and everything was just incredible. And I sat at that table sobbing, like, like I can, I can, I can cry, but I was sobbing. And I sobbed there the whole time I listened to it. Nathan had come home from work, was on the balcony watching me sit at this table cry. Was like trying to get my attention. Was like, oh, oh, oh I should have told her to listen to it inside. Whoops. I was like, I could not. Oh my god. What if I had gone to that lunch without knowing? No, and then remember, like the other part of it was that, like around the time that they're getting this diagnosis. Friggin' DeSantis is fast tracking that his anti abortion bill. So, like, that weighed heavily on their, like, the outcome of what happened with their, with their pregnancy. Because it was like, you, you face this very real consequence of what this, you know, of what this law is. And, like, I can't imagine that you are. A, a, wom- a woman or a, you know, a mother, a father, whatever, and you're mourning the death of your child, you know, and then the next thing you know, it's like you have to go to court and you have to defend yourself and your doctors and this, this, like, this thing that was out of your control and the only way to save your life was to have a, 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 a you know, a, an abortion and this guy is like, no under north circumstance like that that to me is just like that is a huge lack of humanity where you are just compounding pain and suffering you're failing people you're failing mm-hmm. to see what's important here and 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 you know what i i got this, i find this topic so heartbreaking because nobody goes into that decision wanting to hurt someone it's like oh it's, it's awful I feel so sorry for them for having to deal with that. For these women in Texas, but just women like, fuck off. Let us do what we need to do. Nobody makes this decision lightly. Absolutely no. not. And you know the, the other thing. Decision I've ever made in my life, and it hurts me every day. But I made the right decision, and I deserve to have the right to make it. And so do they. Absolutely. And the other thing that I was that that came to mind is um just because this this week has been like I don't know, a little bit um I guess heavy with with the show because of just I, I think just, you know, like tomorrow's Dan's birthday and I think maybe this week as he's kind of realizing that it's going to be his first birthday without Levo 
being there and just it, it's only been like a couple like four months since his passing um that he must just be looking at things and it's just like it, it just hits him more why the merch store was so important and all the things that he that were left all the projects that he was like once we get out of pandemic me and libo are gonna do this and now it's like he's him trying to consolidate a lot of those emotions and like when it spills out it's just the most like authentic thing and it also makes like it's made me stop the in the last couple weeks when he's had the emotion come up in him trying to explain and then them hitting him with the rambling man song or the magic crate of content or whatever it's like i appreciate you guys trying to bring in the funny and, and the humor and trying to like bring him back into the show but and, and maybe it's just because like everybody the other people around him they are not they don't know how to soothe Dan. Mikey is terrible. Ter terrible. Yeah, or it's like, okay, we're not going to do a whole hour on grief, but give him the segment. Like, if people yeah. want to, like, people have tuned out for less from the show, but also they've stuck with the show for more like if you could get past dan throwing up live on air him him working through this sudden like moment of grief and remembrance for his brother shouldn't really be a big deal and that's the thing with you know you know with pain and, and grief and it's like you never know when it's gonna when it will emerge so i think as much as dan would prefer it not to happen during the show um it it just seems like it's a very present thing for him and what you know he he just doesn't it, it just to me it just seems like he really doesn't want to forget his brother or let his brother down and when it, it with the merch store I guess maybe he feels like maybe he kind of did and that's why he was he's been actively talking about it and having this reaction that he has when he does and like whenever if he does do the South Beach session with Rob Delaney it's probably it's gonna be one of those where you're gonna run through the a box of tissues you're just gonna feel incredibly emotionally wasted when you're done because like it seems like nobody like well at least while the show is on that that's not something that they want to sink into because they have so much other like content that they want to get to they have all their jokes and it's like they don't want to sacrifice the silliness for this genuine moment of 
that Dan is experiencing. Because even like when when Stu's mom passed away, Moderna Super Bowl week, that was, you know, a, a joke for quite a while. And, you know, it didn't seem like any of them were particularly gentle with Stu Gatz when the show was happening. Maybe outside of it, you know, we we're not privy to that. We don't know about that, but from the stuff that we got to hear, it was that let's just try to laugh through it and whether or not that helps Stu, only only he knows. But it as much as Dan says, like I want the the distraction that the show brings, it's clearly not not enough. So if he if he did want to scale his involvement back to kind of you know like Stu, Stu's only there like what three days a week maybe if dan wanted to do something like that he is he's of course more more in, more than entitled to it yeah they could just get like a dan dan has had that amount of time off after something so traumatic for him that during that two years of trauma he was there every day like you did not know like that there were like whisperings that things weren't great nobody knew it was about Lebo nobody knew anything was wrong with Lebo you know why because he went to work every day he put on a facade he put on a costume and he performed and sometimes little bits and pieces would get out and he'd fall apart here or he'd fall apart there but you still didn't see his pain and he and he feels inauthentic because what he has and what he has built has been done purely on connection with his audience mm -hmm. and I, he does not feel like he is as connected to his audience because he has hidden this for two years and and been not himself to his audience for two years in order to try and handle what was happening in his life. And we all do things to try and survive. Sometimes you put on that mask. Sometimes you build that wall. You put the barriers up because you can't let people in. But I think Dan needs to let it out. And I think that Mike needs to let him let it out. Because if you just let him open the bottle, let all the bubbles come out, let the gas come out of the soda bottle. I don't yeah. know if yeah, it'll overflow there, but at least he'll get it out. Otherwise, we're going to go once a week, an hour every week, of Dan half crying. some of the weight that he feels from keeping this inside for so long or keeping it um you know 
you know, in, in part protecting his brother and what he was going through and his family. Just a sense of relief. And and also the other thing that I don't know is like if 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 Dan feels like he like you know he, like he, if if giving like you know we're not asking for like details details but in the things that he says if he's like well well his maybe his parents might get upset that he's talking about certain instances that happened with Lebo um, when he was his most delicate or towards the end. So it, like he like the way that this must consume him is in a way that we can't imagine. And it must just be so painful for him because he just wants to say, you know, say what he was feeling, but he also wants to be still protective of his brother and his and his family, his parents that they don't get upset that it's like why did you tell millions of people about this and then if it gets aggregated or whatever because the delaney story was aggregated um that that the segment so it's like you know they they just that must be present too it's like in this social media age just like something like that uh, it just it just seems like so much like it just seems like a lot and he just has no way of like being able to work through it i think there's so much for him to let out at once and so many thoughts and so many feelings and so so many things he didn't do he didn't say he didn't finish that the things that him and Lohibo didn't get to do together because they were robbed of that time but what you did get to do was love your brother and your brother knew you loved him and we know you loved him and we're sad that he's not here for you anymore but and I think he's very cognizant of tarnishing the memory of Lebo mm-hmm. because he was a known commodity he's a respected he's his work, his on cruise ships, on buildings. Like we walked around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We walked around the area and we saw his art. Like, like his memory will live on. And Dan doesn't want to tarnish that by talking about the things that happened to Lebo that made him behave not like Lebo mm-hmm. in, in that time where he was suffering. Yes. But you know what? We, we all face those things when when life gets hard and that wasn't that wasn't who Lebo was. Lebo was a man who loved his family and a man who was passionate about what he did and a man who seemed to like people. And you know what? Those things whether Dan shares them or doesn't um that's not gonna tarnish anything about Lebo. Lebo was special and and death should embrace that. Yeah, I think I, my hope would be that with with time that he gets to that point and that the support systems that he has um I, I guess he needs a little bit more I, I don't know but I think that you know it just a lot of hours to take on the it just to try it, and like 
It's just really men. Valerie, like if we're doing anything about the evolution of men, sorry, you are, you people will not understand this, but we talked about how, how men are <laughs> and they need to be evolved. Shout out to our sister Valerie, because Valerie, you Pokemon trainer expert but evolved we, a man. We, yeah, we you can't... turned that squirtle into something big. You, you made that Bulbasaur go. Is there a hip? There's no hippo Pokemon. I think. Oh, I think there is. There, there, there might be one. Who knows? But like, we will not Bulbasaur. But like, she is the ultimate evolver of a man because yeah. she has taught that man to love himself and be kind to himself when he didn't know how to. And she's still trying to evolve that Pokemon into its final form. And she's struggling, I think, because he, he's a big unit. And as we talked about, there are some battles that uh, people of certain descents may also struggle with because they have been coddled. And, and we will not name any names or talk about anybody here in particular at all. Right. Um, but it is hard to raise a man-child. Yes. Um, yeah, that's why I find it like, you know, he's um, when they were having the dream wand conversation and he's talking about, you know, bringing up mental health and protecting your mental health. And the day before he's talking about Levo in the merch store, it's like, Dan, this is also your aha moment. Like someone put the mirror in front of him and it's like, you also need to protect your mental health so when those situations happen i'm kind of like i hope it the the you know like the light bulb goes off or he realizes um this is the the medicine he is prescribing for others is also the medicine that he needs and that he takes that and he's uh, he's able to to get to a place where i mean his grief is never gonna go away much like the love that he has for his brother is never going to go away but where it doesn't hurt him to rem as much as it does now to remember his brother that would be my hope for dan because it must it, it must suck for him that the cherished memories that he has are not just it's not just love it's it's the missing the longing the I can't you are no longer physically present for me to to love you more to see what what else there was left for you to do yeah and because he had those like in his head he had those plans he had those thoughts we were going to do this we were mm -hmm. going to do that do that and he feels like that's a failure on him and you know what it's just not you were just robbed of the time it's not that you didn't want to it's not that it didn't mean enough to you unfortunately you just didn't get the time to achieve those things but you know what i think people like rob delaney and people who after suffer like 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 we're in a need after suffering so badly, the most unimaginable pain in the world, who then take it upon themselves to 
lift others and try and get them through that is just in like I, I I don't have the words to talk about how incredible I think those people are um and people who take on that pain and that sorrow of others when as a way of trying to guide them through these times I like we don't talk enough about how incredible they are and, and I, I like every now and again every I, when I fall apart and I talk about how hard this year has been for me there I have had a friend who I met through being part of this community who uplifts me who encourages me who I've never met in my life who I've never spoken to verbally and who takes on my sorrow my pain and tries to help me through and this person has no need to do that and you know what like it's a burden to be that kind of person that listens to be the person who just takes on everyone's pain and still keeps doing it (laughs) and and to be that and to guide someone through what what they don't think they can get through it's just it shows an immense amount of empathy of love of care for others so if there's anything i'm going to take out of this year is that i want i I don't know if i don't have that strength in me to do that to the extent that others do but i want to care for people more i want to i want to help be that hand i want to put my hand out to people because people always need a hand that is beautifully said and you know as someone that has been on the other end of your your help and your love and your encouragement um morgan it has always like when i get that from you um i feel like i'm on the right path when when i have you um you know guiding me supporting me or just giving me the I, I love you, my friend. And, and, you know, or even when it's on the few times where it's the opposite of like, you dummy, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, come on, you're, you're smarter than this or you're supposed to be smarter than this. You know, when you exercise tough love, I always am I'm grateful for you. So as, you know, as, as someone that has experienced that in, you know, from you, it, it has, it means a lot to me. So, you know, it, I don't want you to feel like you haven't had an had an impact or that your moment of impact is in the future because you have already you fulfilled that you've done it um because I mean you know how we were at Moss we were just like constantly talking and eventually crying just like during this podcast we would just we cried on the street corner yes um and it was you know like multiple parts of this podcast so no one's fucking shocked by this Jeanette yeah exactly so you know we were wearing the same shoes when we cried too (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, oh, hang on. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you were wearing the same outfit as Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't cry with me, so that that doesn't count. He, he, did, he, he did not match the vibe. He did, no. he did not understand the assignment. No. But um, but you have you 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 are you've been you've been there for me and it has oh it has meant so much to me and you continue to you know show up for me and support me and my friend i love you so much and i'm eternally grateful for that i love you very much and 2024 be better for your people be better for yourself and be kind to one another let's do that but not France, just fuck him. <laughs> that was for Aaron. Just for Aaron. Uh, a shout out to Aaron and Lydia. I don't think we've publicly acknowledged. Shout out to Aaron and Lydia. To baby G on the arrival there. Beautiful baby boy. Ezra. Adding to the... Baby Ezra. Adding to the um, beautiful babies that they are creating. Uh, they're pretty good at making cute babies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so congratulations to them. What a little bundle of joy Ezra is. Unlike Aaron, who's not a bundle of joy ever, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever accused Aaron of being joyous. Um, so do you have any New Year's resolutions, Jeanette? Uh uh i will just do the cliche of like be better with my money <laughs> but i'm pretty sure that oh, I, I won't Jeanette, why don't we try and solve world peace or something instead of that fucking hell we can't do that like <laughs> I, i'm sorry i can't commit to that no, well i'm not i'm not asking i'm not asking too far now I'm you've not... gone too far <laughs> I am not asking anybody else to join me in that but it's either that or um I don't think I come on so I guess I don't know maybe that means I, I need to play more lottery hello oh I think it froze forever I'm still here yeah yeah that was me it's like your internet is unstable yeah Join join yeah, the club it, it, internet. You wanted to play the lottery. The lottery turned around and said, "No more lottery for you." Is that a sign from God? It's, it's a sign. Go and buy another ticket. Um. Hmm. So, yeah. Do we want to close with New Year's resolutions or is there anything else that we, like, um, we would like to cover? I would just like to say that this year's been, it's been, and it, it happened and we're just going to keep going forward. So to happier days, to maybe sadder days at times, but to better days so it's 2024 whatever 2023 can just be what it was and we're going to leave it there um but just remember in the next coming weeks remember your people reach out to your people because 
I think for me, it might be a bit hard the next couple of weeks. Um, so, I don't know. Send cute baby photos to your friends. <laughs> they need them. Yeah, that's, um, I can't put, say it any better than that. So, thank you all for listening to another episode of Ladies in the Club ladies in the club bathroom i promise you we'll try to figure out what it should be called when it's just morgan and i crying at the disco tech because all we do is cry here yeah we're in the club um <sighs> i don't know but you know what thank you for being here if you made it this far we're sorry um and we appreciate all the support you've given us at Laura after hours um year of hell 2023 um and before, um, let's uh, win Olympic gold in 2024, all of us as a team. <laughs> Bonsoir! <clears throat> Eiffel Tower. Champs Elysees. I want to see the Louvre. Can I see the Louvre? Where's Mona Lisa? <laughs> okay, this is this is the person that's going. This is the person that's going to France. The world, the woman who wants to see the Mona Lisa. Is that all? I'm going to see France. I'm going to shit on. I'll be like the Eiffel Tower. I'll be at the front and be like, not big as I thought it was. I'm going to destroy France. <laughs> Come along. Or, or or help them in their implosion. You know how the French be. Okay, is Notre Dame? Is Notre Dame? That's in French, isn't it? Yes. I'm like, where's the hunchback? Oh, oh I want to see Smeddy. <laughs> Do you play football here? Where are the goalies? in a conference. <laughs> <laughs>